Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. And so, but anyway, hey guys, so we started a series last week called On Relationships. Hey, who's here for that? Who's here? Anyone? Yeah, yeah. all right, right? And uh, it was awesome. And I know it doesn't sound like relationships, but the first topic that we, we spoke about was forgiveness, right? Because how can you start talking and how can you actually go into relationships if you don't work on forgiveness, right? And I said, so when the question came up of, uh, you know, what's forgiveness have to do with relationships? My answer was just like, <laughs> that's cute. Like everything, you know, it has everything to do with relationships. So we just focused on forgiveness all, all last week and had a beautiful time afterwards. There was a, I don't know about you guys, but I saw there was a lot of snot and tears in the floor and God was bringing lots of healing, right? And it was awesome. There's a reason why we have all these tissue boxes all over the place, right? And um, so God was just doing beautiful stuff, healing hearts, forgiving, like people forgiving themselves, forgiving their past, forgiving relationships that hurt them, things like that. You know, it was just beautiful time. So tonight we're doing our next, uh, our next segment in this series that we're kind of parking in for a while on relationships. And the first one tonight, we're talking about singleness. Right, right. Because I, I don't know about, I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's, there's a common denominator that every person in their life is single at one time, you know, and I don't know if you realize that. And so it's really important to teach on, you know, I don't all the time hear, I hear people talk a lot about relationships, but not necessarily singleness. And what do you do? A lot of times they just say, pray for your future spouse, you know, and you're like, okay, I'm praying, but what else do I do, man? Like, it's been, it's been a while. Like, what do I do? God, I'm praying, right? And so, but, but guys, I, I want to encourage you that you have this small window of singleness and, and you will never get that again. You know, like, like you get married and, and the, just, there's a lot of people in this world. And so there's a high chance you're going to get married. Like it is way more likely that you will get married than get in a car accident even, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, and yet all, we don't run around all day going, I wonder if I'm getting in a car accident today, but we do walk around and going, I wonder if I'm never getting married. And God's like, dude, statistically even do the math. It is way more likely that you'll get married than get in a car accident. Right. And so don't worry. It's coming in God's perfect time. Right. But we wanted to say, okay, this season, honor it that you literally for you, you get married, even if you get married when you're 30, right? You know, but even if you get married when you're 30, you like 40, 50, 60, you know, 70 years for the, until you die, you will never have that again. You know, what a small window you get to use to honor God completely with and bring him glory to in this season of singleness and learn about him, right? It's a beautiful season, beautiful season. It's, it's incredible, right? And so, so tonight we wanted to focus on that, okay? Um, and, and so when I was praying into this, I said, God, this is really important. I really want it to, to hit people's hearts. I really want it to speak to them. Uh, God, who, who, who should share about this, you know? And I thought of two people who they're absolutely incredible people, but not only that, not only are they called and not only are they amazing and not only do they have anointing and, and, and ministry on their life, 
I've seen them walk through singleness and not in a way that is like, oh man, I'm just going to be all sad until I find the one. But like, but, but in a way that says, no, this is, I'm going to embrace every moment of singleness and I'm going to use it for the glory of God and to the point where they have set an example of what it looks like to be a single person at college in our generation, giving, walking in holiness and giving their singleness to God. So I thought of two people tonight, Lauren and Yar, and they are going to speak to Night. So excited. It's going to be amazing. So first off, can we welcome up Yar as she brings us the word of the Lord? Come on. So good. So, so, <laughs> they're all taking photos. They're all so proud of you. Here, get one of these for like, you know? <laughs> okay, so guys, so excited. They're the first two I thought of, and when we're talking about it, they're like, yes, this is totally our heart. And so, so Yara's going to bring the first word for a while, and then, and then she's going to tag off to Lauren, and then they got an awesome thing planned tonight for like a ministry thing that they're going to do afterwards that I'll let them explain to you, okay? All right, so stretch out your hand to Yara right now, and as well as to Lauren too, those who are right by her, okay? Lord, we thank you for Yara, we thank you for Lauren, we thank you for the word that they're bringing tonight, God. That it's a word not just, um, they're not teaching out of this head knowledge, but they're really giving an impartation of a lifestyle of holiness that they've lived and walking in, God. This lifestyle that gives singleness to you and sees it as a gift from you, God. And so tonight we ask that you would impart into us from them. You'd speak to us from them. Would you speak to them and through them right into our hearts tonight, God? We're excited and we're ready, God. Just give us everything you got through them. And all God's people said, amen. All right, take it away, y'all. Yeah. Thank you guys for the excitement. It actually takes the nerves away. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so today my title is going to be The Purpose of Singleness and How We Can View Singleness as a Gift. And I'm going to start off by talking about the story of Adam and Eve. And I know we all know the beginning of the story, how God created Adam and he created Eve, but I actually want... Oh, I didn't start it. But I actually want to go um, to the point when Eve actually meets up with the enemy and she's in front of the um, tree of the good and evil, the tree that God told her not to eat from. And at that point, the enemy saying, like, um, is it true that God actually told you not to eat from this tree? And see, the thing is, Eve actually knew that she wasn't supposed to eat from that tree. But he started playing mind games with Eve. And, he, and then he said, actually, if you actually ate from this tree, you'll actually have knowledge. You'll actually become like God. And you'll actually have like all this wisdom. You'll know good from evil. And we know what happens when she eats it from the tree and she also gives it to Adam. And then they hide. And it just reminds me of like in our times of our singleness, when we mess up or in our relationships, when we do things that we're not supposed to do. We hide from God and we feel this shame because we feel like, wow, we have to hide from God. Um, he doesn't love me anymore or all these things. And when God actually went out and even looked for Adam and Eve, he found them. He knew where they were at and they hid themselves with um, fig leaves and said, but I'm naked. But God's like, no, I made you like that. Like, I know your nakedness. I know who you are. And even though they were, um, banned from the garden of eden he was still with them so sometimes we feel like while like we're alone like god's not with us we have to pay for our consequences but he's like no i'm still with you and um, i just remember coming from high school into college and i just really went through a hard season in my life like all i knew was relationships all i knew was um like just dating even though i didn't like the person that's just what i knew (laughs) 
And I just remember like coming in. Um, that was like my first time being in an actual serious relationship. And I just remember like, wow, God, I'm actually really broken. Like got cheated on, lied to, just completely like this part of my heart that I always had closed. Like I was actually very naked, open to that person and just completely like broke me apart. And I had a really bad relationship with like my family. And I was like, you know, what? I just want to go away. I just want to go to college, just find something new. And I just remember the first year of um, as I just journeyed into my singleness and came to Crux, I just remember God completely healing me. I remember it was one of the Crux nights and like Pastor Andrew was the um, pastor at that time. And like, I just remember him coming and like just touching my hands and I just felt this electricity over my body and like, God just completely like healed me and restored me. I mean, like I still had to train myself. Okay, like stop talking to this person, but I was completely like healed in my heart. And I just remember, like I truly, I tasted and I seen the goodness of God that year. And I was always like, you know what, God, I'll just be single forever. I'll just do this thing. Like I just love you, God. Like we can do this. Like I was just so happy. Like I, like I just knew God. Like I knew who He was. And it's, I know, like we've all had been in those moments when we like first have a relationship with God we're like yeah we can do this like we can like it's good but that was just my phase one actually because my phase two was okay God now that I have a relationship with you I desire good things like I desire a future husband like um, when is this gonna happen but I just remember it was actually a waiting time and that's actually when it got harder and like just things in my life just started going crazy I completely thought I knew what the, my purpose was and like I didn't and it was just a growing moment for me but it was also in my singleness just a moment of okay God I'm going to trust you with this even if I don't see even if I don't know anything and um I went to phase three was um more of trusting in his timing of when was that of that's going to happen and I just remembered um I had to ask myself, why am I waiting? Like, why am I doing this thing? Why am I just not getting into a relationship? Why am I not doing the things that I used to do? Like, all those people would try to come talk to me again or like my friends from my past. And I'm like, I just can't do that. Like, that's not me anymore. And if I can put um, the definition of the purpose of singleness in one sentence, it's a time to be with God individually. Like, it's not a time for you to go and talk to that boyfriend that you had, that girlfriend that you had, but it's a time for God to want to know you and a time for you to want to know God so I just remember like um, in my almost four years of being single I just learned what it truly means to be in a relationship with God because I obviously had no one checking for me I had to say no I had to do these things and not just like it was a forced thing but I just knew it would hurt God and I didn't want to hurt God so have you came to that conclusion that you don't want to hinder your relationship with God over some temporary enjoyment or out-of-season promise like I know (laughs) (laughs) damn I'll say it again. Okay. I got to flip my paper. I said, have you came to the conclusion that you do not want to hinder your relationship with God over some temporary enjoyment or out of season promise? There you go. <laughs> and even, <laughs> and even though you did give up that ex, you got healed, you got restored and you know, you're living for God. You still sometimes have that moment where you're just like, okay, God, I'm doing this. I checked it off my list. Like I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm following my purpose. But where is my man? Where is my wife? Like I'm doing all these things, right? Like, like where, why ain't he here yet? <laughs> and I had that moment and I just like, he had to like tell me like, 
it's not just like you finding this person, but you're supposed to be focusing on me. And there's actually a specific time. As um, it says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, the NLT version, it says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. So under heaven, obviously here on earth, God has appointed a season, a time for everything. He's appointed the season for why we're here right now. He's appointed the season of your singleness for those who are married, for those who are dating. Like God has appointed that specific time. So we need to learn how to enjoy the season because he's appointed you to be single for the season. So if he's appointed you to be single for the season, he has a purpose for it. So in the beginning of my singleness season, I had to not only let God heal my heart, but then he started to speak to me about my future and about what I had to do in the current season. It wasn't just me like sitting down, moping, like, when is this person going to come? Like, it wasn't just like that one promise, but there was multiple promises to lead to that promise. So I just knew like, okay, God, you're calling me to go to missions. Okay, I'm going to go on a mission trip. Best time of my life. You're calling me to serve in nursery. I love kids and I want to be a mom one day. So there you go. So it was like these little steps that you have to like, like take like sometimes you want like the full picture but God's like no take that first step and it may just be as easily as getting to know your people the people in this church getting to actually become friends with them or as practical as learning how to cook like who's gonna cook for you in the future like your mom's not gonna be there right (laughs) and it can be even as easy as you clean your room do you do your laundry like hey and it can be as even as emotion, like, do you know how to forgive? Like, we, I know we spoke on forgiveness last week, but do you know how to do it, actually? Like, do you, have you, do you still hold on to those people in the past? Like, those grudges, even people like your family, like, that's going to hinder you in your future. Like, you're going to get angry out of nowhere. Well, you did this to me then. He's like, what? What? Or she's going to be like, I didn't do that. Like, so <laughs> don't hold your future person based off of your past hurts. Like, God wants you to completely let that go. And I'm just going to go into Ephesians 5, 22 through 26, where it says, For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. And it's not just submission as this controlling thing, but no, God is saying, like, this is, like, how I called it. Like, um, are you submissive to, like, your bosses? Like, how do you treat them? Are you always, like, running your mouth or doing this thing? Like, do you listen? Do you listen to your pastor? you listen to those who are above you and even um as verse 25 it goes into for husbands this means love your wives just as christ loved the church he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean washed by the cleansing of god's word like this society tells you this is how women are supposed to look like you can't even respect them like the music and all this stuff but no god is saying you should respect those women in your lives you respect your mom do you respect your sisters you respect your lady friends like If you don't respect them now, how are you able to respect your future husbands or your future wives? And then it also goes with saying, like, you have to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Do you even know God's word? Like, how are you? Like, (laughs) do you even know? God's holy word like how are you able to preach to her to um even through like things that were like you guys are going through like God's word is most powerful like do you know how to um to submit to her in that way and I put a few points on how to wait purposefully 
So point number one is to let God in, let him heal you, and let him restore you. And I know we have, like, you know, when we get hurt in the past, when all these things happen to us, we want to, like, close this, like, close our hearts, close our minds, like, everything. Well, now I can't trust people. Now I don't want to trust even God. But God is saying, no, like, you need to trust me. Like, that's a part of um, your heart that needs to be open for God because he is the only one that can completely fill that void. He's the only one that can completely heal you and restore you. Like, he knows that, like, you can't um, make that person your everything if God isn't your everything as first. And point number two is to get to know who God is. Like, when you know who God truly is, you get to know who you are. You know your worth. Um, yeah, you know your worth, and you know even your calling and your purpose. Like, sometimes we go around, what is my calling? What is my purpose? Like, we're in college for so many years trying to find, oh, what am I supposed to do? And, like, this and that. But God is saying, no, like, just be in my presence. Just know who I am because I will show you your purpose. I will show you what you're called to do. And that even goes for both men and women because if you both don't know your calling, how can you compliment each other when you're married? Like, it's not, no, oh, yeah, I'm Christian, and I'm Christian. Let's be together. No, it's, does your purpose align to each other? Like, are you able to fulfill that call on your life? And if you don't know who God is, how are you able to go and to others, to the nations, and go preach about who God is? Like, you need to know that in your heart because first and foremost, God has called us to go and witness to other people, to go get the say, to get the soul, um, the lost saved. Like, how are we able to do that if we don't know who God is? Like, are we just going to be like, oh yeah, um, this is God, da, 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 but I really don't know him in my heart, but you know, you need to get saved. Like, we can't do that. We have to have this um, relationship with God so we can be able to be most vulnerable to those people that God's called us to. And point number four is run with a strong army. I love our Crux team because we're already a strong army. We're already forming that here right now. And, um, yeah, and in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so does a friend sharpen a friend. But I also want to go into 1 Corinthians 15, 33, when it says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Are you still hanging out with those people who, like, like show bad company like those who are going to make you drink or like party or like let's hang out on the weekends like are you still doing those things that are going to corrupt your character like if you want that good character if you want to grow if you want to be knowledgeable in who God is who God called you to be and even move forward like that's going to set you back like God's like I don't want to set you back I want you to be in good company so you can continue to go forward because that's what we want we don't want to be single forever we don't want to like not even just be single but we don't want to be stuck forever like God's like no I actually want to move you forward so be in this area where those people are actually going to help you move forward as well yeah and then um so before you know it the season of singleness will be over like you'll have that person you'll have those things that you want in your life like god is just saying like commit to the season like don't waste it away and i even just remember like as like even in this season like previously i would always like look on instagram or like make idols out of like marriage and like oh god i want this i want that but he's like no like you can't make an idol out of that like it's not just oh yeah like i'm single and like all this stuff but no you're just like you're wanting this thing so bad like i was like no i want you to want me bad i want you i want you to make me your everything because that person can't fill that void in your heart yeah Thank you. <laughs> I just want to invite Lauren up. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh. laughs> oh my God. <gosh. laughs> like, 
seriously, guys, like just a little backstory. Like I have been listening to Yar like practice her sermon and tonight was like a whole other level. So like, let's just give a hand to Yar really quick. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, so yeah, with these last part of the message, my title of my sermon is Lies That Singles Believe About Their Singlehood and How to Walk in the Truth and Wholeness in It. So just by a show of hands, who loves like a good romantic movie, like romantic comedies? Like, yeah, there he goes. Yeah, it's okay, guys. It's okay. You can raise your hand. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) See, like I'm like that person who's like a total sucker for like any love story, like The Notebook. We can't be friends. No, (laughs) but just like Disney movies, like anything with that, like I'm like total love for love stories. And often for us, like it could leave us feeling all gushy and warm and like, oh, like this is so sweet. Like the guy meets the girl, they fall in love and they live happily ever after. And it's good. I love that. But then often for us single people, it can leave us feeling like, where's my woman? Where's my man at? Like, I want to feel love like that too. And I'm guilty. I I say that too. And um, oftentimes is the enemy, he can use that as a playground for us single people thinking that we aren't good enough or that we won't ever have a love like they show in Hollywood. And society, they place like all these like flashes of just this is what love is supposed to be. If you don't have it, then oh well, like you're just not good enough. And often if we don't discern these lies from the truth, we can fall into like fantasizing relationships and not having that personal relationship with God and viewing his view of what marriage and what relationships are supposed to be. So with these next few minutes, I just want to share just like the lies that single people we believe, I'm guilty of them too, I believe them too, and just um, how it affects our identity. And then later on, I'm going to further go into um, how to walk in fullness and wholeness within our singleness and how to carry that out. And so in order to walk in freedom from this, we have to know the truth of God's words. And then we have to displace the lies that we believed about it, right? So we know that the opposite of truth is a lie, right? And so with that, like, I just love how in John 17, 17, it talks how God's word is truth. And like, I I totally just love that because for single people, like, we need to be so rooted in God's word. Like, we need to know the truth of what he says about our singleness. What does he say, like, about us and what we're walking through in that? And when we use uh, use his word within this time that we're in, it can speak to our hearts. It could transform our mind and it can give us strength to walk through this season that we're in. And so here I'm going to start off to share the lies that we often believe within our singlehood, which is lie number one, marriage is the key to happiness. And yes, like I am the first one to admit I have believed that before. And so many of us think that, okay, like if I find this guy, he's going to finally like fulfill all my dreams or or woman, guys, fellas, don't forget about you too. Like we, like we forget that we think like this person is going to make us happy and like we're it's just gonna fulfill all of our dreams which is like 
total lie because Jesus is our only true source of happiness and joy. And if we don't know that, then we're missing the whole key thing of why he even created marriage and relationships in the first place. And so I love how in Colossians 2.10, it says, for you have been made complete in Christ. So for with that, like our completeness, it comes in Christ alone. Our completeness doesn't, isn't found in the whatever spouse that we have or that we end up with. And um, just with that, like, as we look further what God, how he created and designed marriage, that was intended to bring him glory and bring him honor. And yes, it was to, like, satisfy us and to, like, show this, like, love here upon earth. But ultimately, it's to show and represent Christ as him as the bridegroom and us as the bride. And um, and as a whole, it's not mainly to bring uh, make us happy and with that, people fall into like this expectation that what marriage is supposed to be, like I mentioned before. And with that, like so many people, like they get like just loneliness. And so they think that marriage is going to be like this quick fix. Like, okay, I'm feeling lonely. So marriage is going to make me feel better. I'm finally like not going to be alone. This person's going to make me feel all great and fuzzy. And then the moment that they get into marriage, they're like, oh, wait, I'm still feeling lonely. Like, so-and-so, like, they're gone away. And, like, why aren't you feeling me the way you're supposed to? And, like, God's probably like, uh, I was never supposed to be like that. So, like, if we if we catch it now, like, if we don't understand now, like, our like our loneliness, like, the things that we feel, like, it's not supposed to be, like, found in, within marriage. And I love this quote um, from Stephanie Herzog, if you guys are familiar with David Herzog. That's his wife. And she has this book called God is Your Matchmaker. And I love how she says, real loneliness is experienced not when you're single, but when you realize you married the wrong person. So... So yeah, so like guys, like let's not rush into marriage thinking that it's going to fix us or that it's going to fulfill all of our needs, but only that Jesus can only truly satisfy. So this brings me to lie number two, single means incomplete. Oh my gosh, guys, like seriously, this one has like totally gotten me the most like so many of us we think it kind of brings me back to how marriage is the key to happiness so many of us think that we find our completion in another person and how many of you guys like hear people say like oh I found my other half like he completes me and da 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 like no boo boo like that's not he don't complete you he ain't your other half like if you look back like like y'all like for real Like, when you see how God, when he created Adam, like, Adam was already fully complete when God created him. Adam wasn't, like, half of a person. Like, God made him whole. And then when you look further, when he created Eve, Eve was already whole. Like, you know? So, like... such a mess right now like I just love how it says um in Genesis 2 18 it says the Lord God said it is not for good for man to be alone I will make him a helper suitable for him and with that keyword that just jumps out to me is like suitable and like so many other versions it says like um just like com- like I will make you a helper like compatible or to fit a uh, better fit Uh, fit you and uh, just with that word like God doesn't say like I will make a helper like complete you or to be your one and only like you know that was like never intended for that we're never intended to like to complete like a person like how much pressure is that to place upon someone to be like oh you are like gonna be like my God you are going to fulfill all of my needs you're going to take all of my cares like you are going to be that person like I don't want that and I wouldn't want 
my future husband to feel that. So why should we place that pressure upon that, you know? And so um, it's just so good to remind ourselves that we are already made whole and we're already made complete in Christ. And so this brings me to the last lie. Single means alone. And this is often a big one that singles usually believe in that, okay, like we're feeling alone or we often say, oh, I feel alone or, oh, I feel lonely. And oftentimes alone and loneliness mean two totally different things. And I just love how just with the truth of that, like we aren't truly ever alone. Like God is always with us. And with Isaiah 41.10, it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand hand. Um, yeah. And so oftentimes with us singles, we, we confuse like with the idea of like being alone and feeling lonely. And what the difference with that is alone describes like that state of being and lonely describes that emotional response with that. And so with that, I just question like, how are you responding like with your singleness? Like, are you responding with like feeling lonely and just having those thoughts in your head thinking like, oh, I feel lonely. Like, and sometimes it's okay to be alone. Like it's, it's good to have that alone time with God and to get alone and be with his presence but then also too like God like he says in the beginning like he he didn't want man to be alone like when he created Adam like he's like um when God saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone like he created Eve within that and so that's why God like he made us to be like to have community and to have those in our lives so that way we aren't alone and so with that like find people in your life so you aren't alone with like and if you can't make friends like try to put yourself out there to like be around community and things of that nature and so now that we understand the truth, the lies and then the truths within that, I'm just going to give the practical tips of just how to walk out in the rest of your singleness. And so with that, the first thing is find godly mentors. And within that, like you can find like older single people, like I got to put a name on blast, like Johnson Dome, like he is like the perfect example, like who leads and walks in that truth of singleness. And, you know, and even within that, like find other like married couples like Dominic and Emily, like you see that they lead that example of like what like a godly marriage looks like. And for us single people, like that really encourages us and they offer the wisdom and counsel that we need. And the next one is use time to find your true identity and purpose in Christ. And so often, like, we have to, like, with so many people, like, when our singleness, like, we often forget, like, who we are and, like, trying to discover ourselves and, like, what's God's purpose and plan for our lives is. And this is, like, the perfect timing, like, when you're single is to find yourself, find out, like, what does God say about you? And before ever, like, getting in a relationship and, like, finding your worth or identity in a man, like, what does God say? about you speak declarations over you like what does the word of God say and even within that like finding your purpose in Christ like go on mission trips like serve in the church like I know like just even my own life just having this time like devoting the Lord like just being able to go to like Africa and all the other mission trips that I gone on like this is like the time to do it because I love how and Paul, like he talks about it's in 1 Corinthians 7.32, just like within that time, like the unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, like how he can please the Lord. And like in this time, like we have all the time in the world to do that. 
And um, so, yeah. And then for the third point, let go of dating. And <laughs> within that, like, so often, like, we want to just, like, go on dates and, like, meet other people, and which is fine, too. But, like, surrender those, like, the world's view of dating and, like, surrender that to God and let God, like, choose, like, let him be the matchmaker. Let him find the mate for you and not be the one in control of, like, trying to find that person and always on the hunt or, like, every time you go, <laughs> like, when you come into church like purposely trying to look cute like oh I hope so and so notices me like no like drop that like leave that alone like go into church sit down and like open up your bible like stop like what are you doing like <laughs> like no like go somewhere <laughs> and with the fourth with the fourth point trust God and his will with your future spouse and this is like so important like within our single years like we try so hard of just like I said wanting to find your spouse and like believing if the Lord has a spouse for us like surrender that to God like he says like to cast our cares at his feet like pray to him like be honest with him like I know so many times like I prayed to God like Lord like where is my man like he and I he hears those things like you know like be honest with him pray to him the type of spouse that you want like cover him in prayer like you don't know that our prayer is like they can make a difference like when he comes and bring your like your spouse like it is so important and just surrender that to him and so as a review I've showed you guys of just the lies that we have believed about our singleness and just filling those lies up with the truth of God what he says and so as I close I just want to end with this quote of one of my favorite authors Um, her name is Leslie uh, Leslie Ludy the author of when God writes your love story and she says until Jesus Christ is the obsession of your heart. You'll always be looking for mere men or women to meet your needs that only he can fill. Only when you make Jesus Christ your first love, you will be ready for a love story that reflects his glory. So guys, like, just as I close, like, just give this single years of your life to him. Like, keep your eyes focused upon him and just watch him, like, fulfill the desires of your heart. So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsandmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.